You're listening to The Long Game Podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Scaiano, and we are back with our resident Facebook ads expert, Laura Ball. This is Laura's second visit here. Her first guest spot was in one of my very first podcast episodes, episode three, Love Them or Hate Them, Facebook Ads Are a Long Game Strategy. I still love that title. So go back and listen to that episode because there is so much value there. In that episode, which is one of our most popular, we talked about why nurturing leads is one small part of a successful launch strategy. Basics like how knowing your ideal audience makes your ads powerful. And Laura explained how to target well with your ads. Also, we talked about how nurturing over time grows the relationship before you're selling or launching and about the importance of planning when it comes to your ads, well beyond the three-month time frame of when you actually run the ads. So this past episode is still so relevant because of all the fundamental strategies of running Facebook ads that we covered. And she is here today to share a much-needed update on Facebook ads. Laura Ball is a results-driven Facebook and Instagram ad strategist, consultant, and trainer. She works exclusively with six to eight-figure clients who sell digital products and services using the power of paid traffic. Live course launches are her area of expertise, but she also loves to provide one-to-one coaching, group coaching, and consulting for those new to Facebook advertising. So Laura gets it. You know, when it comes to businesses utilizing Facebook and Instagram ads, and she's here to talk about strategies for a more of a DIY approach. Facebook ads are just one part of the whole of your marketing. And it's really powerful when she says that ads amplify what you are already doing. In this episode, we talk about what you need to do before starting ads, what you need to make the decision between hiring an ads manager and DIYing it, as well as the data that you need to be considering throughout the ads process. And what I love about Laura, besides her ability to geek out on the thing that gives us all so much angst, is that she is so down to earth. You know, she truly wants the best for her clients and must align with their mission and values to choose to work with them. You know, it's her business on her own terms. The long game is Facebook ad strategy with Laura Ball. In a world where everyone is doing, it's easy to get lost in a sea of comparison, secret tricks, and promises of overnight success. The long game? That's my approach to business. You gotta show up, you gotta do the work, and there are no quick fixes for long-term success. It takes creativity, it takes strategy, and it takes listening to the voice inside you. I'm a web designer, digital strategist, and energetic thinker, bringing you real-world business-building experiences, conversations with creators who are out there doing it now, and ideas to spark the energy in your own business. And along the way, We're going to have a little bit of fun as well. So thanks for being here, and let's get to today's episode. All right, well, I am so excited to have one of my very first guests back on the podcast today. With me is Laura Ball, a results-driven Facebook and Instagram ad strategist, consultant, and trainer. All right, Laura was... In episode number three, interview three for me, when I launched. So, and it actually is one of the most popular episodes because we talked all about Facebook ads. And I think that episode was called Love Em or Hate Em Facebook Ad Strategy because it's like the most appropriate name ever. 
So welcome back, Laura. I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. It's so exciting. I love talking about Facebook ads and nerding out with you. (laughs) Oh my gosh, totally. And we're going to dive into all kinds of stuff. Like, I mean, let's just start off the state of affairs right now. I mean, it's still, Facebook ads are confusing and unpredictable for people. Like, talk to us a little bit about are they working? You know, a lot of people have courses and memberships. Is it something that we should be considering right now? Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, it depends on your avatar. I think you have to always go back to who is your ideal audience and where are they hanging out online? So that's kind of the first thing I talk about. I had a client who was like, we've always done well with Facebook ads, but we're not doing very well right now. We want to use you and see how we can expand. After getting into conversations with them, I'm like, I think your people are on LinkedIn. And I really do recommend you putting your effort over there and doing some testing over there and see how it goes. So it kind of depends. You know, I think Facebook ads is the most cost effective way to grow your email list and expand your business reach, your brand awareness. It's very inexpensive in that way. But if your people aren't there and you have more LinkedIn people or Pinterest people, then you need to kind of explore those options as well. And I think it's also very important to diversify. You really do have to kind of be a little bit of everywhere. You have to be omnipresent and expand that reach. Don't put all your eggs in the Facebook ad basket just because you hear the you know podcasts or you see ads like I made a million dollars on this launch and I did this and I did that with Facebook ads. It doesn't happen overnight. These people have been doing this for years. They've kind of fine-tuned their offer and their audience and their messaging and now they're scaling and they are using Facebook ads. But I tell you what, a lot of my clients are using other platforms as well. You just have to. So that was kind of the long-winded answer of of that. (laughs) Well, I love that you said diversify yourself a bit because there is so much talk about going hard and deep into one platform, you know, and don't even look at the other platforms. And I was always a repurposer, you know, that's my approach. So if you're going to make some content, why not put it on some of these other platforms? Maybe not the exact same thing. You've got to tweak it a bit, but I love that you said that because it reminds us that we need to hit and all, you know, be omnipresent, as you said, and hit all of the different areas rather than just put all the eggs in one basket, especially with things going awry in Facebook and Instagram accounts all the time, right? Right. Oh yeah. You cannot control over any of it. Not rely on your Facebook group or your Facebook page. I really, I hit this home is grow your email list, whether it's growing your list through buyers, doing tiny offers where you're growing your list of buyers or you're growing it through freebies. That's where you're going to be able to market them. And you'll always have your email list unless like Kajabi goes under or something like that. But with all the restrictions when it comes to Facebook ads and all the policies and terms of service that you have to follow, any little thing that you think is okay might get your ad account or your business page shut down. And then you're in real trouble. And if you've relied on that to make sales, mm-hmm. it can really you know hinder your business. So diversifying and making sure, like I have a client who is an artist and I keep pushing him. We got to get on YouTube. We got to get on YouTube. 
that Facebook and Instagram do very well for him because I know his avatar is there. But with YouTube, when you're an artist, he's teaching art. That is super, is going to be super powerful for him because, you know, it's all video, all video content. So kind of growing your email list over there as well. So yeah, it's really, it's important and not having your eggs in one basket. Yeah. I had a client about a year ago who was in the middle of a launch a week before cart close and her Instagram account got hacked and they took over crypto and were, you know, crypto people were DMing and it's like, you are out of control. And we were able to pull it back together. We extended the launch a week and do all of that. But that is a main vehicle in the last week of a push besides email. So right. I know exactly how that feels. Right, right. All right. So let's talk about what you should do before you start running ads. You know, people yeah. tend to jump right in and say, all right, I'm going to start putting dollars there. Right. And I know that you believe this is a long game. And you need to lay, you know, set the runway for yourself. So talk to us about what we need to do first. And so many people are that listen, have courses and memberships. So what should they be doing before actually investing in ads? Yeah, yeah. So basic things is really understanding your avatar, knowing where they are hanging out online, making sure that you have your Facebook pixel on your website and your any type of landing page, thank you page, things like that, because that's starting to collect data. And at the moment, we currently still have the Facebook pixel. There's always been rumor that that's going to be going away soon. Really? You know, you never know. One day it could disappear. But for now, making sure that you have that pixel on there because that tracks people who are visiting your website, whether you're running ads or not get that on there so it can kind of build some data and start to learn about the audience that are hitting that those pages. And thinking about what your offer is, have a strategy. Don't just start going in and like, oh, I'm going to boost this post or I'm going to, oh, this Instagram post got a lot of traction, so I'm going to put some budget behind it. Really think about what your goal is. What are you trying to do? If you are simply trying to get brand awareness of a specific post that you did, just to kind of like expand your reach, then by all means, boost that, put some money behind it if that's what your goal is. But if you're looking to grow your email list, then you really do need to have all of your assets together before you even get into Ads Manager. So you need a landing page, you need a thank you page, you need the offer, you need to have all the connections together with your CRM so that it can deliver the item. So really thinking through about what is my overall goal and then starting from there and kind of re-engineer and work backwards. A lot of times people ask me, one of the big questions is, should I do like awareness ads and then like retarget people with an ad for a lead magnet? I always kind of like go for the gusto and just start list building. And I do encourage a lot of my clients, a lot of my clients do list build on off launch periods. Mm -hmm. So we're working together every month, and we're just growing the email list in the background. Spending, I don't know, it could be $20 a day, it could be $100 a day, but we're just kind of growing the email list, we're testing different audiences, we're testing different creative, testing different lead magnets to see what's kind of hitting and working. So I do recommend before doing any kind of brand awareness type ads, like reach ads or things like that, is 
growing your email list. Why not, if you're going to spend money on ads, start to invest in growing your list? Right. And part of an ads campaign is the follow-up emails that you do. You really do make a lot of the sales through the emails once they're on your list versus someone directly buying. And I'm not saying that doesn't happen, but it's all part of a holistic strategy. So that's the importance of it. Yeah. And don't get me started on that. You know, like people will come to me and say, I want to have a launch like so-and-so and and I want to do this and I want to do that. And I'm like, you know, Facebook ads just amplify what is working and it is just a piece of your marketing dollars. It is not the end all be all. So don't kind of put all of your eggs into Facebook. You have to really think of it as a picture just a kind of like a, um, a snapshot. So I like to kind of say like, when we're in a launch and we're, I'm bringing traffic into this funnel. And so if you have a free workshop or a challenge, I'm bringing the traffic in. You have to have everything else buttoned up from once they come in to cart close. That means emails. That means engaging with them in a free Facebook group. If you have a pop-up Facebook group, that means sending DMs. That means text messages. There's so many different things. So it's not only about the Facebook ads. It's everything that comes kind of after it. So it's just a little piece and it really does kind of, it reminds people, it keeps the offer top of mind because we know... Email open rates aren't super great these days, you know, maybe 30, 40%. So we have to kind of remind them in other ways. It needs, you know, I'm sure you've heard like, you know, it takes people seven times right, to multiple. <laughs> right? So they see it in the email, they see it on a Facebook ad, they see it in YouTube, they see it in a text message, and then maybe they'll buy, <laughs> you know? So it's a big process and it is the long game. And so when somebody wants to launch with me, it's like, well, what have you been doing before then? What, you know, we have to start somewhere and we have to, you know, so I know you might be nervous and spending money, but a lot of times when I have a client who's brand new, honestly, I don't, I wouldn't recommend them hiring somebody, but I would say invest your money in ad spend to collect data because Mm -hmm. you really are going to have to spend money on ads to learn the audiences that are working, what's not working, the creative. So it's a lot about testing and people don't want to do that. They want the quick win and it's just not going to happen. Well, that's part of our industry that we're in where they just, everything's magic. It's magic. I did Facebook ads and I had a seven figure launch again without enumerating all of the effort that goes on behind the scenes. I mean, there is a lot in terms of that follow-up and getting all of those pieces ready. So- People profess that it's so easy and it and it looks so quick. Yeah, and, it, it's, it's not easy and it's time consuming. It's, you know, a lot of the people who, who've I've worked with who've had million dollar launches, they have teams. They have a team. It's not just like me in my closet, you know. <laughs> you know, it's a team of people that are doing copy and creative and messaging and branding and tons of things. But not to discourage the new coach out there and the new course creator, you have to start somewhere. And so that's why I always do encourage buying a Facebook ad course or getting some coaching, like one-on-one coaching or group coaching before you invest in an ads manager so that you can really start to learn 
the metrics, the numbers, all the important things that you need to know so that you can hire a good ad manager. Because when you hire an ad manager, you want to ask them questions like, what results have you gotten? What have your clients seen? What is a bench? You know, you want to know your numbers so that you can, they can help you reach your goal. Yeah. And that's a great segue into the next piece I wanted to talk about is like, well, first I do want to just say that Laura has a Facebook ad starter kit as a freebie on her website. So we're going to have a link to that in the show notes. So if you are just starting and want to know what you can do, go get that checklist and we'll link to it. So people often assume, hey, I'll just hire someone to do this or or, I'm going to do it myself. But even if you're hiring out, you've got to know a certain amount so that you can be that educated consumer and be a good client as well. So can you talk a little bit about like the difference between hiring an ads manager and DIYing it? Like what are the best options for different people in different scenarios? Yeah. So I would definitely, you know, if you're brand new to ads, you, you know, think about your author. Generally, I have somebody in my group coaching program right now and she has like a new offer. And I'm like, you know what? Why don't we soft launch? Why don't we take your email list and do a soft launch without ads? See if it's something that your people want. Does it solve a problem for them? Are they going to buy? See what your conversion rate is for your warm audience. So put some effort into a soft launch where you're emailing them, you're posting on social, you're doing things like that. That would kind of be the first step. Then when you know it's something that people want and it's working, invest in a Facebook ad course. But what I would do is make sure that that course has a Facebook group or a Slack channel where you can have somebody like me asking questions because a self-study course is only going to get you so far. You want to have somebody like in the wings, like, hey, this ad I think is doing bad. I need some help. And a hundred percent, because there's so many variables. Like that's the whole part is that there's so many variables yeah, that you right. need. And right. someone with expertise. Yeah, absolutely. And the next level would be like a group coaching program where maybe you have a course ready and you don't want to invest in an ads manager because ads managers, they start around 3000 good quality ad managers, at least between three and $5,000 a month. I start at 3,500. Sometimes I don't do ad copy or images. And so I charge a little bit less, but I know other people charging 5,000 for ad copy. You know, there's so many things that we do And people don't have that for a launch or ongoing management. So a group coaching program could be beneficial where it's a small group, three to five people and an ad manager. And we just kind of like walk through like you're, okay, I'm launching. What do I need to do? What type of ads? What kind of imagery should I use? What is the copy? Can you review my copy? Things like that. Will this get approved? What happens if my ad gets disapproved? then I'm there to kind of help troubleshoot. So it's a little bit more cost effective than outsourcing. So that's kind of where I would put people. It it kind of depends on where you are in your business and what your offer is. So if you're brand new, haven't launched this offer organically, do a soft launch, follow up with maybe a Facebook ad course. And then the middle of the road are people who know their offer works, they've launched it maybe once, and they want to kind of spend some money and test ads, a group coaching program. And then the higher end people who are like, I'm done. I know, know I'm kicking butt and I'm ready to outsource this. Then there's that where done for you services where you can just hire an ads manager. So 
And I know it's easy to be like, look, I just would rather hire. I don't want to learn Facebook ads. I don't want to learn it. I just would rather hire someone. I would kind of skip a beat here, like just wait a minute and think about like, if you are going to hire someone, you want to ask the right questions to this person. And, you know, not to slam like VAs or anything like that, but there are people who are like, oh, I can throw up an ad. It's really a lot about the strategy and knowing what's working and if an ad is working, if an ad is not, there's so much nuance to it that it really is beneficial to hire someone who has experience. And instead of just kind of like having your assistant throw up an ad and and seeing kind of what works and what sticks. Yeah. And I'm always thinking that someone, you know, in this group scenario too, someone like yourself, you are working with different ad clients privately, plus doing the group. So you are in the back end of so many ad campaigns and launches. So you know what's working at what time or, hey, this we've tried this and it was really successful for someone who has a similar audience or, you know, those things, because those are insights that you only find out through testing and spending money. And so to have someone who has some access to what's happening and their finger on the pulse of that is really beneficial to not only your campaigns, but also to what you're going to be spending to figure that out. Right, right. Yeah. And ad managers will work with you. You know, I, I always start with my, when I work with my clients when they're launching is, okay, what's your goal? I start with what is your revenue goal? And then we work backwards. Okay. Well, if you want to make a million dollars, then we need to, you know, looking at past data, looking at your historical data, we know that you've converted at 2% into sales. So we kind of do math backwards. And that tells me how many leads we have to bring in. And then I say to him or her, well, your cost per lead has been $3. So we can expect to spend three to $4 per lead. So we would need X amount of dollars in ad spend. So ad managers really don't just throw up the ads. They're working with their client on their strategy, on the types of ads they're going to be running. I have a client who we kind of like ramp up our launch kind of around November for three months. And we're doing we're doing some awareness ads. We're re-engaging his warm audience. We're getting those ads into their news feeds. We're sending out emails. Then we open up like the free experience. Then the cart opens. So it's phases of a launch. It's not something where, you know, if I have a client who reaches out to me and they're like, oh, we're launching next week and we need some ads. I'm like, oh no. (laughs) I'm not the one for you, for sure. I feel like it's just not a good source of, you know, it's kind of a waste of money. Like, let's not do that. But, you know, and also with group coaching, if you have a client who's just like, I really don't want to learn Facebook ads, but I have a great VA on my team or have a great OBM who wants to learn put them in a group coaching program. It doesn't have to be the business owner. It could be someone on their team. And that makes so much sense. I'm not the type of person is like, hire me, hire me, hire me. I want what's best for your business. And if it's better for your business to hire me for group coaching, but have your team members in, then that that's great that it's a win-win. So yeah, that's yeah. something else I want to And that's why I always recommend you because you you care. And I know you do. I mean, you care about, you want that success. And you also only work with clients who their mission aligns with you and you know their values. I mean, that's really important. I think even as seasoned entrepreneurs, we come up against that. Sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, but you know, I know they're kind of not a good fit, but I'm like, I could still do it and whip it out. And you know, Uh, but like, oh no, that always ends up 
No. Yep. It's like, oh yeah, oh, it could be easy money for me. And I'm like, no, I'm just, I'm not. One, I know it's either, it doesn't align with my values or it's going to give me anxiety. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't need that in my life. I'm a mom of two kids. I, you know, I don't need any more anxiety. I take a very small group of people and I love my clients and I've been with them for years, like some of them years. And so, yeah, I'm very picky about that. And, but that's me. And there's a lot of ad managers that are like, I'm an agency. I want client after client after client. And that's great. That's them. I just don't work that way. So (laughs) totally. Yeah. All right. So we've talked about the strategy piece. We know that's important. I want to also bring up that data-driven decision-making piece because you've mentioned data a few times. I'm big on just even looking, we have so much data in our businesses, you know, in different ways. So I'm really big with my clients on, let's look at what happened last year at this time. I mean, I just did that for a client who was launching. I'm like, the past two times we did it, this is where we were a week out. So now you can kind of guess what we're going to do this next week type of thing. You know, just even small things like that. So let's talk about how much we rely on data in doing Facebook ads. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, gosh, you know, if you're just so starting out with just list building, you know, you're looking at your cost per lead and thinking about what are you comfortable with spending per lead to get a lead in? So I was running ads and I was getting $6 leads. Like to my clients, that would be like super high, but I was okay with spending that because I know my industry and I know that I'm willing to spend that because eventually those can convert into a higher paying product. And I'm going to interrupt you there because that also fluctuates, right? Like that, and that's something I learned doing Facebook ads, like it's Christmas and it's expensive or, you know, and those are things that people who are DIYing or in even hiring an ads manager need to prepare themselves for. Yes. Yes. And yeah, it's all about the audience. So I have a lot of clients who are creatives, they're artists. Their niche is, it tends to be a little bit cheaper. So two, $3 leads for a freebie. Now, once you start getting into a webinar or a workshop or a challenge, you're going to expect to spend a little bit more. It's more time consuming on the user's part. It's not something that they're going to instantly download. And Facebook kind of knows that. They know like it's going to cost them more. And we also have a very finite time period. It's like, we're starting this workshop on Monday. And so I have to get all these leads in. It's going to cost more to get those people in. So it also depends on the offer. You know, I have a client who's like, well, we're all, we're getting dollar leads. You know, why can't we get that during the launch? Because it's a different offer because we have literally seven days to get 20,000 leads in. And so the more money you're spending, the higher the lead cost is going to be. It takes Facebook time to to optimize, to learn who you're looking for. And it's going to pick the low hanging fruit. But once it has all those people, it's going to start costing a little bit more. So you kind of have to know what your top end is, what you're willing to spend. And same with your, you know, when you're selling something, I always recommend, like I, you know, I have a client now who's doing a $497 product. And, you know, I said to her that it might cost you $300 to get one sale. Are you willing to spend that to get that one sale. And she was like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, okay, so here's what you have to think about next for the next launch is increasing that order value. So Mm -hmm. the product's $4.97, but you have an order bump of $13. And then you have a one-time offer of $97. So you might spend $300 for the one sale, but they bought three products. So 
that's kind of how you have to think about your offers and the data and things like that. When you have historical data from a past launch, yeah, you use that to kind of predict, okay, your lead costs back then were $2. I always kind of like err on the side of caution. I'm like, you might spend double this year. We just don't know, you know, and I always kind of start out slow, start out with a slow ad spend and see what I'm getting, see what my CPMs are, because the CPM is the cost per per thousand impressions. And so that's something that Facebook tells us how much it's going to cost. It's going to cost $30 for a thousand impressions. And that's based on the audience. So if it's a super niche audience that maybe nobody's really targeting, your CPMs are going to be lower. So your cost per lead is going to be lower. But if you're targeting a cart open or your warm audience, Facebook knows you want those ads to be seen. So it might be $50 or $60 per CPM. So those are the metrics that you're always looking at inside of Facebook and kind of making those game day decisions during a launch. That's why I think it's helpful to to run ads all year long if you can, even if it's $5 a day. Think about what your marketing budget is. I've started to do that now and I've been in business 7 years and I'm like, I think I need a marketing budget, you know, for for ads. <laughs> and, you know, I'm like maybe I spend $1000 a month on ads just to kind of keep bringing fresh leads in because not all those leads are going to convert. So you're always going to need new leads coming in. Yeah. What you mentioned, I, I love that adding those upsells in because one of the things that I do with my clients too are course to membership. So we talk about lifetime value of a customer yeah. and just in a business sense, right? Like I always try and say like, we love all of our customers and clients and it isn't about money. But when you're thinking about creating a marketing spend and a marketing budget, Yes, you might spend this to get them into a course, but then you're selling them into a membership or continuing working with them into in a membership that has the potential to go on for years. You know, right. many of my clients have long-term uh, relationships. So then you're thinking about, all right, it may be worth it to spend more in the beginning because of not only that upsell, but what we're going to get in terms of the long-term relationship as well. Right. Your projected yeah. forecast for like, okay, well, I got five new membership clients, I know my churn rate is yep. nine months, so they'll stay nine months. So I'm going to get X amount of dollars. And and with memberships, again, it's it's always, that's kind of like challenging also because you always have to kind of put out some new content and keep them engaged because it's one thing to get them in for that first month. You have to then also keep them in to, so that they stay longer. So nothing is easy. And nothing is without data. You've got to look at whether it's a membership. You have to know your churn numbers, how, what's your length of retention, all of those numbers. Everything has a data piece to it. Yep, exactly, exactly. Well, you bring up something else that I want to explore a little more too. And I always get asked this when I say to my clients, maybe you should start doing Facebook ads, is what's my budget? You know, like the budget piece is such a big deal because- People think, oh, if I do $5 a day, I'm getting something. But again, I know it's subjective. I know you're going to say it depends. But like, yeah. can we talk a little bit about what are some of the factors that people have to consider when figuring out if they're DIYing it, what their budget would be? Yeah, yeah. So I think it's all about the cost of the product. So is this evergreen? Is this a launch? So there's a lot of different variables when it comes to it. And so for a launch, typically, you know, it, Well, let me say this. 
a lot of my clients will have marketing budgets. And so they'll say, I'm spending $2,000 a month on list building. So they're thinking about what it is they want to promote during the year. And then they're kind of working backwards. So I have one client who will spend $2,000 on list building per month, but we also do a $10 a day ad strategy for awareness, bringing in cold traffic just to stay top of mind. So about $2,500 for ongoing ads, just kind of keeping the leads fresh, keeping the warm audience engaged. Mm -hmm. But if you're doing a launch, then you kind of have to think about, okay, well, like, what is my revenue goal? And so how many sales do I need? Okay, so to get that many sales, how many leads do I need? And how much are those leads going to cost me? So you kind of have to work backwards. If you have no data at all, it really is about spending money to collect data and seeing what the cost per lead is. So I would probably recommend no less than maybe $20 a day. Like if you're saying, hey, you know, I have this program that I launched organically to my list. It's so I I've sold a couple. I want to test cold traffic. Start with spending $20, $30 a day. Again, it depends kind of on the price of the course. Right. You know, if, if it's a $3,000 course, it's going to be harder to get cold traffic to buy that. So you might need to nurture them. You might need to do some awareness for a while and list building for a while, get them into your funnel. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different variables. But if somebody says to me, I just want to test ads, I would start with maybe $20, $30 a day, test three different audiences, a lookalike, an interest-based audience, maybe a wide open audience and see what hits, see which ones, but also make sure you're tagging those people. Make sure you have a unique funnel for those people because you don't want it to co-mingle with the organic data because you'll then start to see, well, did this person come in from Facebook or was this organic? Was she already on my list? So if you have build out a whole or Facebook ad funnel and tag those people, you know for sure that those people that came in that eventually bought came from an ad. And it could be they came from an ad six months ago, but at least you'll know. So again, not only just running the ads, but thinking about the back end of tracking those people and continuing to nurture them as they're moving into your funnel. Yeah, that is huge that you just dropped that on all of us because if not, you just have a tangled mess at the yeah. end and it doesn't behoove you. I mean, a lot of what you're talking about is this ad learning phase. You know, the platform has to have time to figure out what to do with you, who your audience is. They know so much about everyone on the platform. So of course they want to serve the right thing to the users. So it takes that time, which is why, you know, patience, of course. But, yeah. you know, I think when people are thinking about budget, they hear things like, $20 a day, but really it's $20 a day, three different ads, like that can start to add up. And that's where, you know, we get some of these larger monthly budgets, but it's worth it. It's worth it to invest a little bit. Mm -hmm. If you do three ads, $60 a day type of thing, you're, you know, you're spending a thousand dollars, let's say a month just to get started and see what's going on, because then you're going to make better decisions. You'll know what's working. Right, You'll know right. what to put your dollars behind. Right, right. And and also think about if you know or you guesstimate you're going to get leads in for $2, okay, well, how many leads do I want? If I convert 1%, 
Because a lot of times people think like, oh, you know, my email list is going to convert at like 5%. Uh, Not always the case. Sometimes it's like 1% or under 1%. So if you get 1% of your email list going to buy your product, well, then how many leads do I need? And then again, then working backwards, how much is that going to cost me? If I need a thousand leads and I pay $2 a lead, you're looking at spending $2,000 to get those people in and then hope they convert at 1%. Again, if you don't have that historical data, that's okay. You have to start somewhere. So you need to collect that data, learn from this launch, and then you'll have it for the next launch. And a lot of people just don't want to wait. You know, they're like, I want it right now. I want my million dollar launch. I'm like, well, (laughs) it's the wrong person for you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it really just goes to that long game thinking. I mean, it takes patience. It takes time. And again, even that competition piece that, you know, we mentioned earlier with, the timing of things, if it's a different quarter or everyone knows there's targeting inside of Facebook. So if you target a very popular person and their audiences, or I want people who like this person, that's going to cost you more as well. It's sometimes hard to be creative because not all the smaller audiences aren't always on there to target to, but you do have to be creative about what their interests are. And this is where knowing their your audience so well, where else can we find them? Yeah. And I love targeting. That's like my total jam. I love targeting. And so I have, you know, you, I want you to think about like your audience to think about like, what books do they read? What authors do they follow? What conferences do they attend? Is there a special yoga festival every year in Oregon that they go to? Is that targetable? as far as interests go. So really kind of think outside the box. What tools do they use? So if you have business coaches, I kind of put people into buckets, like here are my business tools, here are my entrepreneurs, here are my thought leaders, here are my you know small business owners. And I put people into buckets and then see which of those audiences are converting at the, you know, the best rate. Then, you know, another interest would be lookalike audiences. So if you have an email list, if you have a list of buyers, anything over 100, make a lookalike audience and test that against the interest. It's not only just interest-based audiences. There's also BANT, which is completely wide opening. I think it's, I forget what it stands for, broad interests, whatever. And it's just your country your age and your gender and no interests at all. Now, when you use that, you say a lot of prayers and then you, (laughs) it makes me nervous, (laughs) but your messaging, your copy and your creative and your headline needs to be spot on. And it needs to really, really speak to the perfect, your ideal client, your ideal avatar. So I always test it and I always check for comments, like always make sure that you're looking at the comments on the ads, because if you start seeing like spammy stuff, you know, turn it off. It's probably not targeting the right people. Oh, that's good good advice. And we haven't even touched on the copy piece. I mean, that's the piece to me that I'm always like, okay, am I saying the right thing? Is it, you know, and, and I know there are people who finesse that, but again, it's testing. What does your audience respond to? How in touch are you with what their needs are? What, what they're trying to solve type of. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, you want to hit on like, what are they struggling with? How does your product solve that for them? How does it give them that quick win? You know, if you're doing cart open, then you need to talk about objections. Mm -hmm. Do they not have the time? Do they not have the money? Do they, you know, they don't have support from their family to buy this product. You need to hit on all of those objections 
in your ad copy to really speak to the people and you know, like you're speaking to them over a cup of coffee, you have to really know them. And, and that takes time. Messaging mm-hmm. is a beast. And so totally. I'm not a copywriter. And so I will always outsource ad copy when I write it for clients, but I'm working very closely with the client. Like it needs to be, you know, come from your voice and it needs to sound like you and it needs to speak directly to your avatar because copy is a very special skill that I do not have. <laughs> So. Yeah, but I think, you know, that that gives everyone such a good place to start, you know, yeah. instead of trying to speak the marketing speak and convince them of whatever, like, really, what would you just say to your friend yeah. who needs this service? From I, you? Yeah. And you want Facebook and Instagram are very, especially Facebook is very conversational. You want to see an ad and think, is that an ad? Like, you know, so keep your copy, keep your images organic, make a selfie of you. You know, if you, I have a, pet photographer as a client. She has her and her dogs in the backyard and it's totally organic, but then she also has some polished ones that are very professional looking. Use a variety of things. Maybe not do the dancing TikTok things, but make it look like a reel or, you know, like a TikTok type thing. Those are very natural, very organic looking. So. Yeah. I think that you just have to also do, you know, one of my tenants of my brand for the clients I work with is you need to bring yourself forward. So we translate that into their web design, into the copy in their emails. I mean, they're very in their voice type of thing. And again, this follows suit with that. Like you want people to know it's you. I mean, sometimes I see ads that come through and I'm like, oh, I know who that is just because it's coming through and they're they're consistent with their messaging and their approach as well. Right, right. Yeah. And for some of my clients, it's hard for them to, you know, and I'm like, I want you to be you. If it's not natural for you to do TikToks and, you know, like I have some clients that just will not do that. That's just not natural for them. They want to be on brand. They want it to look professional. A lot of my creative is tends to be a little bit more buttoned up because I just kind of, I'm more of an introvert. So I don't want to put myself out there, but, but that's me. And so, and people, some people will like that and some people will be repelled by it and that's fine. My people are my people and the people who are not are, are not. And so, you know, I always try to talk with my clients about that too. Like you'll get people that don't opt in. They're just not your people. Right. We'll find your people. You know, you don't want those people on your list. You don't want to pay for them to be on your list if they're not going to convert. So 100%. So listen, everyone, there are so many options and there's so many options to work with Laura. She's got freebies on her website, the Facebook ad starter kit, the checklist if you should hire an ads manager or do it yourself. And then she also has her advisory, which is a self-study course. You can go and learn some things about Facebook ads and also her group coaching. So I'm already signed up for the wait list and I have no shame in telling all of you about it because it does change every day. Even though I have a background in Facebook ads, Laura and I were talking about this before the show that how we met was in a Facebook ads code, uh, you know, Facebook ads class to become ad experts. So I know I'm at that level, but it changes every day. And I want the expertise of someone who has their hands in the back end of multiple accounts. So there's the group coaching aspect as well. So we're going to have links to all of Laura's website and offers and freebies and also her social media so you can follow her online. So check it out. Laura, thank you so much for coming and giving us this update. 
really, it's like mind blowing when you think about how much goes into it that we need to keep touching base. You are our resident Facebook ads expert. So we're going to keep bringing you back. Oh, thank you. I love chatting about Facebook. So thanks so much for having me. (laughs) Awesome. All right, everyone. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining me today. You can access more information, links mentioned in this episode and the show notes at thelonggamepodcast.net. If today's show connected with you in some way, please share it with your friends or hop on and leave a review. Both of these make a really big difference. All right, until next time, keep playing the long game.